0: Is this the
1: tiger? Welcome back to another episode of the Studio World. It's your boy Pooh. So today we have a video sponsor, our first video sponsor. So our friend at Shirts and Suit or Suits and Shirts. We'll uh, on the podcast and he runs his company so if you want a sexy hoodie it's a deal for you so he's having orders pre-orders that are $80 but if you mention the shooters role you get $10 off but this deal is only till midnight tonight so we're going to share this on all our social medias after this podcast uh, and get on it so to onward to the today's topic so the NBA is back and uh, let me introduce the the crew for today so first of all we have the man i call him the magic man
2: the magic man
1: and we have a guest speaker which is um he's 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 at the moment he's a dark brother dark brother <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd. how are you
2: Lloyd
0: Doing good, man. Appreciate you guys having me.
2: Good Having you on, mate.
0: It's good to be here, especially for you guys. Um,
1: yeah, he's. Uh, I've known him to be in the game with the comments for for multiple years, over ten years. I'll basically put a list of all his achievements on on, on the screen. Um, yeah, and it's great to get his view. So someone, someone new, of um, just talking basketball. Oh, yeah, days yeah, back.
2: So, know, tell about that. That, that. just
0: that basic news. Mate, I'm telling you, 85 days since we started. Like, we've had a, a just a disengagement from it. We, we need it back. We definitely need it back. Yeah. Um, we've got, we've got the NRL back. We've got AFL starting here in Australia. We need something from, from something that is appeasing to watch. Freaky. I just we need something back, and, and especially for guys that are just basketball oriented, especially like kids that I coach. This is what it's all about. Like it's it's NBA this, NBA that. So they need this back. I need this back. It gives us something to work towards. You know, it gives in these times with you know COVID, we've got other things happening around the world. Something like the NBA would just just give a positive influence to everything we do.
2: Uh, I love it. Mm Mate, uh, even though it has been announced that the NBA is back, it's still a long period for it to um, officially commence. Um, But in saying that, it's progress and it's forward motion now. Uh, Teams are going to start gathering their troops together for some early scrimmages. And then, look, uh, sooner... It's going to come quite, it'll come, it'll come um, when it does. And i um, look, really looking forward to the commencement of the games. Yeah.
1: Awesome, awesome. Okay, let's just get into it. So, the Board of Governors um, met and they're saying that the playoffs will contain 22 teams. And these games will be played at Walt Disney Company uh, in Orlando. So, it's going to be a competitive if, um, campus for all games.
0: They're going to house everyone in a
1: bubble. So, that 22 teams with the limit of 1,600 people is the capacity. So, they're saying that um, in terms of the family, there's going to be uh, given three three people uh, per family, per player, uh, that can be on site in the bubble at all times. Uh, this will allow them to stay, stay connected to the family, but there might be an issue because. A lot of these players have bigger, bigger families than three people. So let, let's let's start with this discussion. Uh, this was all. What do you think about that? Um, the player limit.
2: Oh look, I think if it's for the benefit of the league um, and for the games to progress on without too much of a drama, I don't. Um, I, I'm not cavilling with with the limit. Um, I think it's it's a smart move to try and get some sort of um, conclusion to the season and I think that's the ultimate goal here is is to have the season concluded with an eventual undisputed winner and I think that's the goal for uh, the 22 teams that are still left in the comp uh, sad to say that my New York Knicks are one of the eight teams not uh, featuring at uh, Mickey Mouse Land but uh, they're, they're the sacrifices we fans have to make for the greater good of the game so yeah
0: New York was going to be a problem anyway because they need to quarantine for 14 days out of NYC. So it, they would have always had a problem if they finished training camp and did things like that. They were always going to have a 14-day hiatus from everyone. So they were going to struggle to do anything. They couldn't get in practice facilities, couldn't do anything. So even if they were a bunch, a bun- you know, a- amongst the mix, they would struggle.
1: Sure. Okay, so let's look at um, I guess the the twenty two teams. So it's not set in terms of what the playoff is going to be. There might be like a a seating seating for games, there might be in-game tournament for uh, the eight playoff speed, the eight playoff teams. Um, what are your thoughts on that De Swizzle? Uh
2: I like the fact that they've brought back the teams that have still got a realistic shot. At contending for a playoff berth, um, six games out was the the bar. Um, so you get 13 teams from the West still competing for the eight slots for the playoffs. Only nine teams coming back from the Eastern Conference, with Washington filling up that ninth spot at the moment. Look, I, I'm I, I'm I'm happy and content with the 22 teams that brought back. Um, the West is going to be a real dogfight to get into the playoff seedings. Um, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how key personnel react to um, playing games when they know they've still got a shot. I'm I'm particularly focused on here uh, Dame Dollar, who's made comments um, in the recent week that you know if the games don't matter, he he's gonna he's gonna bench himself. So um, it's just interesting to see um, some the the mentality involved in in some of the key players
0: hello Yeah, mate. Look, I, I, I'm with I'm, I'm Dees Wizzle. Like, I, I think that the teams that they've got right now are going are gonna to be in that mix. If Dame Dollar doesn't put himself forward, I mean, you, you look at their record right now, right? So, he, he, like, they're sitting just outside in that West. Can, can they chase Memphis down? But then the the other thing that Watch had uh, during the week was with the eighth and ninth teams that determine that if they get within four games of eighth, they can play them off to play in that eighth spot. So they have one game to get it done. So say they, they chase Memphis, get within four, they can maybe swing eighth and, and then and then climb in. But the problem is they've either had to play the Lakers or the Clippers in that first one. So you're sitting there and you go, let's just climb in. Let's just get it. Don't don't hmm. don't be negative. Don't don't be saying low oh, I if, if it doesn't matter I'm not getting in. Just get in. Just get it done, man. Get in that that ninth spot, climb within Memphis, and then knock Memphis off and get in the playoffs and make some noise. Sure. It, 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 that's as that's you as a competitor. Saying that I'm gonna bow out because it doesn't matter, that's not a competitor. Get in and compete, bro. It's not yeah. it's not your your rap your, your rap game. Get in and rap, bro. Get in and rap for for Portland. Get in there and make some noise. You know what I mean? You can make some noise on a microphone, make some noise with your game. Go and drop OKC like in your last shot. You know what I mean? Go and do that to the Lakers or the Clippers if they climb in them first. Go and do that and then make some noise. Represent yourself, don't represent just, you know, everything that you do in your, your other game. Represent yourself as a basketball player, represent yourself as an athlete. You talk about athletes all the time, this is him, this is what he wants to do. So get in and climb in, Phoenix. You know, maybe not. You know,
1: let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, 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 so the twenty-two teams uh, that are in. So it's going to be thirteen from the thirteen from the West and nine from the East. Yep. So I'll just list the, the the all the teams and then we'll basically get into I guess possible matchups and and who we think are our favourites. So on on the top of the East, you got uh, the Bucks, uh, the Raptors, Boston. The Heat, uh, the Pacers, Philly, uh, the Nets, uh, Orlando Magic, uh, Washington Wizards. Yep. And then on, the, on the, the West, you have the Lakers, Clippers, uh, the Nuggets, uh, Utah, Jazz, Oklahoma, yep. Houston, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, Portland Tribalizers, as we mentioned, uh, Pelicans, the Kings. Uh, there's the Spurs, Phoenix, and that rounds out the list.
0: Yes, yeah, so I've got a problem um, with the Spurs. Like I wear this, right? I <laughs> see the Spurs, right? But then you hear today that LaMarcus Aldridge has shoulder surgery, so he's out the rest of the year. So you meet the guy that's 18.9 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 2.4 assists. He's out. He's done. Yep. So they need to find a, a, something for him. Can they do that within training camp? Probably not. Does DeRozan need to step up more? Well, he's averaging more points per you know and everything that per game in this season than he has in his career. It doesn't look like it, but numbers state that he does. You know, he's two and a half points at more, he's rebounding better, and he's assisting the ball better. So he can he do much more than he needs to for the Spurs. <laughs> So can we go Lloyd, um, what's, what's,
1: um, h- how about the rest of the, the, the Spurs? Are they, um, is there any injuries or uh, is there any concerns?
0: No, so the, the big concern for there is getting a mobile four. So guys like Jakob Perl can't do it. You know, he's he, very European, but he's not a, you know, a perimeter shooter. So they're gonna struggle in that regard. Perimeter shooting, if you're gonna talk about the Nuggets, I saw you guys put it up on the, uh, on the Instagram page. Nikola Jokic's got some abs. He's talking about getting some abs. Now, that's going to be a lot of players. That's going to be a lot of players that are going to come back and they're going to look in condition. They're going to look fit, but are they game fit? Mm. Are they game ready? You're going to have a week of training camp, but are they going to be able to play at a level that they would have played with having five weeks of training camp, getting sprints, getting stuff done, getting sets in? They've done individuals, but you and I know, and probably most, a lot of people. Individuals don't mean it's game. Game practice, getting in and guarding someone, getting in and getting down the floor, making shots under duress, making shots late in game when you're tired. They're big things you can't do in individuals. So a lot of these guys are going to come back and they're going to feel frustration. It's going to be frustrating. And they go, "I should have hit that. Why haven't I hit that?" They get in negative headspace, but they got to grow up. So. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this to see who in this this twenty two team thing is gonna be able to grow up as a group and become the one that without a training camp, without you know, an elusive season, is gonna be able to do it in a short term span. And that's gonna be really fun.
1: Yep, definitely. So so this is I'll come to you. Um so with the Bucks they 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 were dominating the league, right? Hmm. And 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 this this um this pause and, and not having home court advantage, what do you think about the the Bucks chances?
2: Oh look, they're a strong team, they're number one for a reason. I think the break, uh, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for them. They were gonna rest the Arnus anyway this time of year. Um it just means that players on the fringe. Um that otherwise wouldn't get a lot of game time will will now pick up more game time. Uh, look, I, I, I'm i not worried about Milwaukee stepping up. They'll have a first round against Orlando or Washington. Look, Washington, I don't think, will get there. They're about five... They're five and a half games back. They need to be within four to get into a playoff situation with Orlando for the play-in. Um, I just don't think they've got enough um, Arsenal there at Washington uh any word on wall is wall wall seems to be bit well, whether or not he risks playing this season i i, I doubt it uh, but even then know. but even then uh like you said Lloyd some players players aren't going to be um game game and match ready um for the what looks like to be a, an eight team oh sorry a, a, an eight game regular season finish for each team um, look, I don't, I don't think that um, the Bucks are going to be worried about Washington or Orlando for the first round of the playoffs. I think it's uh, going to be a bit of a walk in the park for them. The test is really going to come in the second round for them, as well as uh, in the East final. Yeah.
1: Sure. So it's a lot we were discussing before the podcast. Um, Orlando's advantage because they're the home team. Do you think that if they went up against a matchup? I guess the Bucks. Do they have any advantage
0: there? Look, I'd, I'd love to play at home. Do you know what I mean? Like this is almost a home facility for them. This is a practice facility, so these guys have, you know, have that ability to commute between practice facility and home. So they do this on a regular basis when they are at home. So you have your you, you have your commute times down, your parking spaces, this and that, and things like that. Uh, it it adds an advantage. Miami. Again, in Florida, they they have that that ability to commute. Now, if they want to commute, the drive, you know, the the two and a half or whatever, or they want to stay and they bubble them like they said, that's fine. But these guys have that accommodation to Florida weather at this time of the year, and then f- further moving into say if the you know the playoffs start, um, you know around around that time, that July end of July. They have this accommodation where the playoffs would already be finished. So things like that, they have the accommodation to it. And I just, I like the fact that it's going to be level ground. Just turn up, play your hardest, get, get stuff done. Like whether you're going to be the Clippers who can't make an excuse now for load management, that's all gone and, gone and dusted. You've had, a couple, you've had 85 days to sit there and go, now they're rested. There's no load management now. Get it done. So there's no excuses. Yep. No excuses for anybody, but I like the fact that Orlando's, you know, at home. There's a little bit of me as a kid with Shaq playing with Penny. So I've got a bit of yeah. little, a bit, of, a bit of love with Dee Swizzle right there. Dee Swizzle with <laughs> these these little, the Jesse. I've got like, a little one. It doesn't fit me no more because, you know, just when I was a kid, but I've still got my Orlando stuff at, you know, here at home.
2: <laughs> well, no, uh, for the advantage, uh, I think it's a bit lessened because there won't be a crowd. <laughs> I think um, a, a huge part of the home court advantage is is the hometown support. Um, and But on your point, Lloyd, I like the fact that it's pretty much do or die now. It's everyone level playing field. I look at the West and who's remaining in the West with LA may hold on to the number one seed after all. But uh, mouth-watering uh, potential first-round playoff maybe with the Kings, maybe with the Pelicans. Um, who knows uh, if you know, both those teams can catch Memphis for that last seed. Um, but certainly going to be a great first-round matchup. And then it's, it's gloves are off. That's it. It's, it's ready to rumble at that point.
1: All right. Yep. Okay, let's move on to um, the Raptors. So I think they've been a surprise team uh, for this year coming back uh, from a championship and then losing their, their marquee player. Uh, they've, they've pretty much um, kept the whole team together, except for Kawhi. And they've, they've shown their heart in every game. So what are your thoughts, this Swizzle, on the Raptors' chances of uh, repeating this year?
2: Uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to get past the Bucks, um from the East. Uh, Siakam's a great player but he's not Kawhi. And um, Lowry's got another year of mileage in his legs. I just, Enanobi uh, hasn't stepped up the way I thought he would. I agree. Uh, I just, I think they're missing, they're still missing like that knockout punch. If they're going to take, you know, Milwaukee in the East final, they're going to need something uh, of a killer blow to get them out. Just my thoughts on Toronto. But look, Great season. They're having a great season. And um, there's no reason why they can't continue that for the remainder and into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I agree with this. I feel like that piece is missing. Just something where where you, late in game or in a situation where there's a run, they go to someone where, where their choir would be last year where he plays in that, that 45 and above and he, he has that little one-two drill back down and he hits a mid-range, and he gets the, the crowd going if they're at home, or he, he silences a crowd in a run away from home. I feel like they, they miss that, that piece, but they've got a great coach. Nick Nurse is a pr- probably one of the better coaches in the NBA as a second-year coach. Like, if you're talking about me as a coach, I would probably base everything off him because he expects, guys, doesn't matter, we're missing a key piece. You make that shot. You be the guy that makes that shot. You know, he's he's gonna ask things of guys. Um, Siakam, you need to do this. Lowry, it's great you know, you're getting in the ball, you you know, you're you're creating havoc around it. You need to be smarter. You know what I mean? You pick up your fifth foul in the third quarter, we've got to sit you. Siakam, you pick up your fifth and the third where they've last three games. Siakam picks up his fifth foul in the third quarter in the last three games, he's gotta sit. Then it goes to Abaka. Abaka and Gasol have gotta do something. Then they're guys that just They fringe, you know, they're they're their role guys. So, but I like Toronto because of the way that Nurse has got these guys playing. So I I feel like the coaching through the East, like you talk about Toronto, Boston, Miami, Indiana and Philly, geez, they've got some good coaches. So if it comes to a game of playing between seven away from everyone's advantage and it's just level ground, geez, I'd hate to play them. I really would. Hmm.
1: Good thoughts, though. So, my my dark horse now that um, there's no home crowd of, home crowd advantage is uh, the Boston Celtics. Great. You think yeah. about rolling up, do you think about rolling up to um, a, a basketball court, open run? You look at the players they have on their team. Like they don't have that star player like Giannis or something, but they have like a bunch of players that you would choose to be on your squad. Guys that can rebound, can 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 take their man one-on-one, uh, pretty much play multiple positions, right? This is a start with you on this one.
2: Uh, look, I like Boston's team. I like the balance they've got with Kemba, Tatum in particular. Uh, Jalen Brown's had a great year too. Uh, you know, they, they, they play an attractive style and they're not bogged down by a big man in the middle. I mean, Tice has played a good year, had a good year yep. for them and he'll continue, I think, starting for them with Cantor off the bench, but uh, look with the the eighty five or so days um, in lockdown and with the su- season suspended um, temporarily, I think it's been good for Kemba. Of all people, it's been it's been great for Kemba to get this time off because he played in Team USA. Um, he's had a long year and injuries have caught up to him this year, and I think. Um, it, it is a blessing in disguise, this this down period for him because no doubt he'll click into gear after two-game regular season games and then he'll, you know, that Boston team is going to look different because they're not going to be, you know, managing injuries, especially Kemba's injuries um, for the run home.
0: Yep, I agree. And Kemba comes off that Olympic campaign where it was very, very poor for Team USA. So... And, you know, he probably has something to say about that too. He's probably going to come off and go, "Look, I wasn't great in that tournament. We finished eighth in the world, um, and now he's had a break. He didn't get much of a break. He would have had three weeks before he went straight into training camp. That's not ideal for a, you know, a, a, a quality player for Boston. But I like. A, that's what you say. Like he's now he's had that time. Eh, no excuse. He's going to come out and play hard, and he's going to be all about it."
1: Sure. Yeah, hopefully we get um Charlotte Kemba. All-star Charlotte Kemba. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh let's 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 uh talk about some, some more interesting teams on in the East. Uh the 76ers. Uh I because ross is of course uh, Ben Simmons uh is he, giving him time for his back to heel. Uh it, it's reported that he will play. Uh thoughts on that, Lloyd? i start sorry, you first.
0: Yeah, look, so, I, I- I feel like that, like I said, you know, Boston through to Philly, their coaching style is almost similar. They request so much of their guys, and they want so much. <clears throat> but that media attention between Philly, you know, Embiid and Simmons. When Embiid's not there, Philadelphia play a certain style. You know, it's not lackluster. It doesn't play to a guy trailing down the floor and you know having him catch and you know make plays. They just get on the run. They play. So I, I feel like the media plays into that role as well. The media for, you know, and because of their crowd, they're, they're passionate supporters. That that Simmons and Embiid dynamic, hopefully with the week of training camp, they can get their, you know, get their stuff together. I just, I don't like that me versus him in the same team sort of thing. Just play together, man. If Simmons wants to get on the run in the, you know, on a fast break, let him go. If he wants to go and drive and pitch the ball to someone. And someone shoots it, sweet. Embiid shouldn't drop his head there. Maybe Embiid probably should have beat him down the floor and got the first touch. So sort of things like that. That's what I think about Philadelphia. I feel like they struggle in that. Whereas Indiana, if if you go the you know, the current Milwaukee, Orlando, Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Miami, Indiana, I feel like Boston would topple Philadelphia in five games. Miami might sneak past Indiana in six or seven. But then that that round there, geez, that'd be hard. So I feel like in Philadelphia, as as an Aussie like myself, I feel like the Simmons and Embiid thing. Hopefully they can get over it, and you know they've had eighty five days to grow up. But if you look at Twitter and everything, maybe they haven't grown up. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, it can work for maybe get another Aussie a, a, a world championship. Definitely. Your thoughts? This is a...
2: Oh, look i'm I'm loving the current where the teams are currently at. I'm loving this three versus six matchup uh, with Boston Philly for the first round uh, i've I've penciled that in as a as a great first round. A lot of the first rounds though, when um they they come about you know the interest isn't there until really the East semis, but that with the the history and the beef and yeah. I think it's a great first round and uh, look, Philly isn't as strong as they were in previous years. Um, so it is going to be interesting how they match up with Boston um, if if the current standings hold. Yeah.
1: Sure. So the last team I wanted to discuss in the East was the Brooklyn Nets, right? Uh, they we've seen highlights of Kevin Durant literally dunking and playing. It looks like it's full speed, but the reports is he won't play. But we heard about that in Game Six last year, and he did play. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm holding on hope as a fan that he does play and. There's a matchup between KD and Giannis. That's just being selfish. <laughs> Your thoughts
0: on that, Lloyd? Oh, that that do you know what selfishness wins sometimes. We might get that. Do You know what? If if Brooklyn can you know so, somehow it stays as it is and they get past Toronto, geez, that'd be a good series to come back to. Do you know, what? as you go, you go. I'm coming back. I'm playing. Let's go, Giannis. <laughs> you <and> me. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Similar height, similar length. I've had a lot of time off. I'm ready to go. That that would be like for a, a fan to say that that's that's you know to get them going and that in, without a crowd, that's something that would entice people to just log into an NBA account, create one, and just get you know watch the playoffs. I feel like that would be something special, Kyrie as well. Can they play together? Do you know, we don't know. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. Kyrie's great in his own element if you add Durant in the mix it it could be lethal it could be Kyrie with you know LeBron where he hits that that final shot where the ball goes to him and he, make, he makes a big shot can it go in reverse can Kyrie create for Durant to make that last shot and make make it something for Brooklyn I just feel like their coaching changes are going to hurt Brooklyn a little bit more so they did get rid of their head coach five games before he finished
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I th- I think you're creating a um a, a man's drama or all, all, all these headliners and all these um scenarios that we, we can look forward to if, if it does happen.
0: Jeez so, wouldn't uh, that be good? Geez, that'd be good. Just <laughs> give give us something in this, you know, this pandemic and all this other stuff around the world, give, give us something to like pep up about. And if they restart the season, you know, three months later, geez, we're gonna forward to something else in that time too. So I I feel like this is it's exciting for everyone who hasn't had much to get excited about in the last few months. So I, I love it. Definitely.
1: You
2: Just Durant, uh, look, I heard the news. Uh, and prior to the news coming out, uh, I went on my fantasy uh, team and picked up Durant a week ago because he knew he was getting close. <laughs> so I don't take too much stock in him saying, uh, he's not coming back because I haven't dropped him yet from my fantasy team because I don't know what that guy's going to do. He says one thing and I'll do the other. I, I'm just hanging on to him on an injured reserve spot at the moment, but uh, that would be something that would be great. But not really smart in terms of longevity if he were to come out and get hurt again,
1: yeah. But he he put his name down for the Olympic team, which would be playing now, you know. So yeah. I know. I know the Olympic team is probably more of a training camp because they're not playing against strong competition. But if he's ready, if he's ready, then we want to see him on the court, you know. Selfish as it is. <laughs> all right. Let's let's head over to the west where I guess all the powerhouse teams are. Let's start with our labor. right? So they they've built this team chemistry before
0: the LA team, team. made.
2: 'Cause
0: Are know, the LA team. a oh, well, little the LA team. Are we talking LA Staples or LA uh what's it what's the other dog? The from uh Space Jam, what do they play? The Lakers what? back then. Nah <laughs> the uh what is it, not the Emporium, uh the old, that's where the Clippers want to move to, so Yep. That's right. That, so, well,
1: we're discussing Lakers, right? Discussing Lakers. Um There we go. We got staples, Lakers. Yeah, like a fan at the moment. So, <laughs> so yeah. So they they built this really team chemistry, and, and they beat the Bucs and the Clippers just before, um, just before the, the break, right? And and you can see that they kind of got over the hurdle, like the 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 Clippers. And I guess and the Bucs were always there, there. Were question marks like, oh, who's going to win? Who's who's the better of the three? Uh, and the Lakers made a statement on, on that weekend by beating both teams and beating both teams by margin. Uh, your, your thoughts on um, the break, Lloyd, of the Lakers and their chances of claiming the crown?
0: Yeah, like I said earlier, I, I feel that that break now about individuals. So guys going back to home and things like that. Like a lot of guys went back to home. So people like Davis don't have a home in Los Angeles himself. He he lives in you know he's got based in Chicago, yeah. so he has to go back there. You know. He he may work out from home and things like that. Uh, the guys that get conditioned in the full court, so they've got one-on-one individual workouts at home. Do they have a full court? You know, not everyone's got the spratix of money like LeBron. So he, you know, they can't afford full court. They can't afford, you know, getting in their in the egg for, for recovery treatments and things like that. I feel like LeBron, he may be ready, but I don't like it a week's training camp Davis a week's training camp then having two weeks before they play so you're talking about having a week of intense go about it then have two weeks of maybe exhibition games and things like that then you've got to go and get into it now if it goes as they want to go they may play you know the Nuggets Utah Oklahoma or Houston in that first couple of games Uh, that would be tough, you know, because LeBron being his age, he goes and plays against guys, OKC, you know, Houston, let's go Houston, a lot of young guys. And they're upbeat and they they play that bad tempo. Quick pass, quick shot. That means he's got to get back, get going. I, I feel the Clippers may just be at that age where they can maybe mature better than a LeBron Davis. But that's just me just looking at the scope of how this is going to go before we start a playoff thing if they stay in that top seed they probably want to play memphis first up maybe not you know uh you know it, it, it would be worse if they played the nuggets or something because they they're young youthful and they they want to go so it's, it's probably better they play memphis who are inexperienced
1: Sure. This is-
2: Uh, I don't think anyone's going to catch LA, but uh, uh, that is the Lakers uh, for the number one seed. Uh, They're currently holding a five and a half game advantage with eight regular season games. I think they'll hold to the number one spot. But as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm intrigued about the first round matchup that they may have um, against, you know, currently Memphis, but... uh, the Pelicans or Sacramento. I, I like Sacramento because they're getting their players back and they play fast. Um, Fox will be back. Bagley will be back. Uh, Heald's been up and down. And I think given an eight-game stretch, I think they can really catch fire. And uh, Sacramento is my dark horse team. Yep. Uh, leading into the the home stretch of the regular season. Uh, aside from that, uh, I don't know if the break's going to be... That great for LA, but I suppose every team is going to manage. Everyone's in the same boat. Uh, the reports I read during the break, the suspended um, season, were you know a great majority of players didn't have a basketball hoop to train at. Couldn't even make it to the gym because of the restrictions. So that that's going to be interesting. Um, not having you know all this money and no basketball hoop in the backyard. I just. Uh, it's the condo life. I think that's that's what's happening here. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how rusty a lot of the players are going to be when they come back.
0: Yeah, you can't get down to Kmart and get a get a ring for sixty bucks. <laughs> you can't get down get a sixty dollars ring with all those millions. It's tough.
1: Now in the backyard, there's there's a truck full of money. So then you can't clear it out of the way to the court. So. This is real, real life problems,
0: all right. <laughs> so, so social, uh, uh, the socioeconomic class background problems. Yeah, I hear, I hear, you, I, hear you John. <laughs>
2: well, look, I, I think I've got a topic on this. Um, and let's let's segue into this. Um, the modern game is built on the efficiency of the three point shot and analytics that go with it. Um, with the season being on hiatus for such a long time and the, the player's going to be rusty when they come back. How quickly do you think they'll adjust to um, coming back is the first question. And then secondly, will they divert away from what we now know as the efficient game being the three-pointer because there's going to be a lot of bricks being thrown out there.
1: I think yep. a team's style can, can't really change, right? It's the personality of, of the team, the DNA. Hmm. Or oh, even if you have a break like you, you know you know lloyd when you coach a team like you you kind of have a broad style of what you want the team to do but then you got to see what they do well like we always talk about lloyd when we coach um you, you focus on three things what the team does well and that and those three things can be always be different but the main thing is defense right and then tempo and maybe there might be passing or shooting well, you know, I'll hear your thoughts in a second, Lloyd. So, so I believe that the yeah, the DNA of a team doesn't change as often, and and being the the new modern NBA, everything's going to be about threes regardless, right? So we're so we're seeing record numbers broken every year, and you look at the Houston Rockets, which we'll discuss next. Um, they're going to jack it up like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Thoughts, Lloyd?
0: Yeah, look, I I agree with you. Like, um, if you can create a good culture of what you want as a basis, it it. it very it's very hard to detract from that um you know it good good you know option is chris paul being in houston his three-point shot when he was at new orleans and everything that wasn't his game then he developed one when he was there but it wasn't his go-to thing he didn't love doing it All Right, so he goes across the okc and he sh- he shot probably 200 less threes at OKC than he did in Houston at this time. But he's averaging the same amount of points, why? Right? Everything's in the mid-range. It's where he's comfortable. That wasn't the culture that he liked at Houston. OKC's given him a different culture. That's what you said. You, you build your team around what culture you can build. So I, that's what, you like, you say Houston. Houston's gonna let it fire. <laughs> <It, it, laughs> that's been their Achilles heel, you know, in the last couple of playoffs. Can they sustain that for a four-series to make the finals. Can can they make the finals and shoot that, that ball that well? So far, no, they can't. Can they do that this year? Maybe. That's so why I keep going back to Denver. Denver's the team that I always look at and go, geez, they're really good. 43 and 22, that's a really good record. But when they come to the finals and they need to shoot the ball well, they don't, especially at home. They shoot better away than they do at home. Maybe in Orlando they might shoot more better. Who knows? We might we might get to that series where they shoot the ball incredibly because they shoot really poorly at home. Maybe so. But I like what you said. It's about creating that culture that you have in each group.
1: Definitely. So yeah, let's let's talk about the the Rockets uh, this result. Um I think the break's done them good because you got uh, PJ Tucker playing center against seven footers, where he's six five. Uh, yeah, the, the game the, like the modern games change? So Tucker can play center, but uh, I could see before the break he was just when he was worn out. Like just getting down, getting hammered under the wing. Like we we've heard um, Andrew Berger, the Australian center, uh, and played for uh, the the Golden State, and, and he he mentioned it when when he when he went through the championships, just the grind of like having big guys just bumping against you all day every game. It just and it, if you can wear down a seven-one um, center. He got a 6-5 centre playing for Houston. So now that he's got the break, he's got the energy, um, what do you think about their chances towards um, winning the championship? This whistle? Uh,
2: they're, they're really in the thick of things where they're seeded at the moment. And in saying that, they're only two and a half games behind 3rd seeded Denver. I mean, the West is just going to change. I think it can change dramatically. In Orlando, in in terms of the regular season playoffs, uh, sorry, the regular season games that are remaining, um, and who knows who will be their first round matchup? Uh, I do think that getting back to the point about the the team's identity, they are a three point shooting team. It, they'll go for layups and dunks and three point shot. That's the three shots in their arsenal. And they're going to stick with that. And like you said, they're not going to change our identity halfway or 75% through the season. So I think they're going to live and die by the three-pointer, live and die by James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook was playing well until um, the suspended season. So uh, their chances... It's going to be interesting when they play four short guys um oh well five five short guys on the court at any one time are uh, revolutionizing the game, I suppose, so I uh, look we'll see a lot of people don't like to watch them play. I personally uh, they're not my favorite team to watch um play, but they're good at what they do. draw fouls, shoot three pointers that's their identity, whether or not they shake the l a teams i'm I'm more siding to no. I don't think uh, they've got the the depth to to outlast any of the even the top four teams at the moment. I don't know if they've got the depth to do it because they play their starters huge minutes, and I think fatigue's really, really going to be a major factor given the layoff, the comeback, and then they're going to accelerate to zero to one hundred really quickly here in Orlando. And their starters are going to... I think their starters are just going to get zapped. And I don't think they're going to have enough petrol or a bench to cover that. So, no, I don't think they're going to do well. Any more to add, Luke, for
1: that?
0: Yeah, look, I, I agree with this. Like I, I feel like they're going to struggle. Um, Like you say, they, he plays the starters to death, D'Antoni. Um, and they have to play multiple back-to-backs here. So, if guys are going to play 40... Two out of forty-eight one night, then they're going to back up and do the same the next night. Have a day off and then do it and, and again. It, it's going to be it's going to be hard. Um, you mentioned the name earlier, Trungi Andrew Bogart. Right, so <clears throat> just some in, insider trading here. Um, he was offered two contracts before before it all went to um, you know before COVID came in. So Houston was one because they were trying to replace the Capella rim protector and guy that just rolls to the rim, dunceable, right? And the Lakers, he was going to eat it all. Before that happened, now there's no, no more signs. So there was two that he was going to go to. So there's a big one for you. He was going to go to those two teams. He had an option. That would have been nice for LA. I mean, they can go and play, you know, guys like JaVale and whatever, and Dwight Howard. They can, go to, they can go to town. I feel like Bogut may not have fit in there. Bogut going to Houston probably would have added value to them. They get a seven-footer. They get a guy that protects the rim, rebounds the ball, and he rolls to the rim, sets good screens, and, and can finish at the rim. So it, it, that probably would have been nice for him to go to, barring COVID-19. So... Um, yeah, there's a little bit of insider trading.
1: Ah, oh, that's, that's exclusive, Lloyd.
0: Yeah. Hey, I get a bit of Kings info from you, mate. That's <laughs> what I said, I get, I get all that information, just having all those little contacts. Uh, yeah, that was where he was going to go to, mate, I'm telling you. So that would have been nice for him to go to Houston.
1: Yep, I appreciate that exclusive, Lloyd. You got it, mate. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about the other LA team because people want to talk about it. Personally. I don't really have opinion on him. <laughs> this is all <laughs> I, I, I have plenty
2: of opinion on the <laughs> LA team, that is the Clippers. Uh, you know what? The the break would have done them well with Paul George. I think it's time for Paul George to step up. Okay. Uh, had an up and down season. Uh, injury hasn't aided him at all. But you know what? They're gonna get fresh, you know, their team's gonna be fresh. Uh, savvy veterans, dogged defenders. Uh, I think they will make a very, very deep run. If not, make it all the way to the NBA finals. So, there's my take on it. There's your pick. There's my take. Though, though, I did, I did say from episode one of the Shooters Roll, the podcast made by fans for the fans, right from the get-go, that my choice for this season's NBA champions was Denver Nuggets because of their balanced team and the consistency of their team this year. Uh, we will see how they will go come the pointy end of the season. But I like the Clippers. Um, they've got this killer... I think they've got this killer mentality about them. They're just... the Their personalities on that team are just savage. When you think about the style of play and the way they throw themselves at the ball with Harold, Beverly, George, Kawhi, I, you know, and balancing all that, you know, you've got Shamit who can cover the three ball. I just think that they've got a really good team and one that will take the crown away from the glitz and glamour of the LA Lakers. How about them apples, Trung? How about them apples? <laughs> That's
1: for me. Lloyd. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, look, I'm going to take after Quayum. I have some load management. Um, I've said a lot. I have some load management. What do you reckon? <laughs> I have some load management here. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with this, was Like, I, I think they've got a good balance. Um, Doc Rivers is probably enticed some guys that he wanted to. Um, he's got Harold that is like a garnet, you know. He's got a Paul George like a, you know, a Pierce. And then, you know, he's got a bulldog at the front end, Beverly. And he's got Kawhi that's just – he's going to be a constant. So he can, he can go anywhere. But I like the fact that Beverly's at the front of the, <laughs> the front of it and he sets the tone. Yeah. But when Harold comes in – and then you've got Lou Williams. We, we didn't say Lou Williams. He comes in and he shoots the, the absolute hell out of it. He, he's your Ray Allen. If, he, if he's going to piece anything to his Boston legacy, he, he's got those pieces. So it, it's, it's very, very tough. Yep. They're, they're gonna be good. They're gonna
1: be good. Uh the last thing I wanted to talk about in the West was the Pelicans. I was pretty happy that they were they were chosen to, to, yeah. to, to have a chance to go to the playoffs. Uh because of Zion. Seeing him play and seeing his um dominance and, and, and his body type dunking on people. It's um it, it's exciting to see. Um we've got also um Morant, like Fighting off for the eighth playoff seed, so we've got a bit of young guys that um, have a shot to get in. And Dan Linnet, uh, Disraeli, what do you think about um, the Pelicans?
2: I think they're a dark horse team. I still prefer the Kings over the Pelicans, though. I haven't seen any photos of Zion. I mean, this break, uh, I'm, I'm sure he's been active, but not game fit. Uh, I worry about his weight um, and the the impact that. The suspension of the season has done to his fitness, and that's my main issue. Because um, the worst thing that can happen is to aggravate an injury from, you know, full inactivity to going to straight to game mode. Um, there's a big risk there for for heavy set players like Zion.
0: Yeah, his longevity is going to be a problem if he stays at that, you know, two eighty-five, you know, weight range for pounds. I mean, Shaq could do it for a long time because he was seven-one. You know, he could, he can could play in that three hundred to three twenty range because he had the size. At six-five, you know, two eighty, that's a that's a nugget. That's a that's a, a bulldozer that comes in. Um, I I feel like they they are a die horse. I feel like them in Portland, and, and like the dark horse for these was is you know the Kings. If Portland have Dame Dame Dollar, and you know uh, the Pelicans have Zion fit, fit, fits the big one. He has to be fit, not fat. Fit. Um, if he gets that done, then he might he might be a, a problem. But I'll go Dame Dollar there if he plays. I'd, I'd like to see Portland slide in and make some noise over Memphis. I'll go
1: that. A lot of thoughts, I guess, on on the teams before we move on. Uh, Did you guys want to discuss any of the teams that we haven't discussed yet?
2: Uh, Look, I mean, I I don't know if there's much to say about Phoenix, but um, we haven't covered Dallas, and uh, I think Dallas have a good shot at making um, a statement in the postseason subject to the way that Luca has handled himself over the break. Um, He is a top five player and he was playing lights out well, well um, into the season, during the season. It's just phenomenal play that he had. But to challenge the LA teams where they're currently seated. they would really need to have a wriggle on to avoid the two LA teams. I think if Dallas can get um, some seeding, a better seeding, and maybe play Denver or Utah in the first round, I think that they can get through that first round hurdle. It's just going to take a lot for them to beat either of the two LA teams. At the moment, they're playing the Clippers, and they're not going to beat the Clippers.
0: Great. Okay. I agree.
1: Lloyd, any any uh, teams that um, we didn't discuss that you, that you wanted to do men- special mentions?
0: Look, I um, yeah, I like Miami. For some reason, there's something about Miami just sitting in that four spot, just co- like, coaching through you know the middle of, middle of the pack. I, I I feel like Spolstra does a really good job with that group. I mean, he did with you know the big three that he had, but he's also He's done a good job with the guys that he's traded too. So he's gotten rid of Whiteside. He didn't like him. Didn't like his personality. Didn't like everything about him. Fine. Get rid of it. Get a guy that comes in, you know, and, and it plays hard. And he's got Adebayo. He's got Butler. We don't speak about Butler at all. He He's flown under the radar. Mm. He doesn't have that, that personality that he had, you know, in Minnesota. You know, he didn't have the personality that he had in Philadelphia. He doesn't have that sort of demeanor about him, you know, he's not about criticizing the team, he likes the guys that are there, maybe because they've got a a good practice regime, they play hard, he might like that and he might come good in that, so I feel like Miami might just slide under everyone's radar and if they pop through and they beat, you know they beat a Philadelphia, they beat a Toronto can they do they make a statement, what have they been doing since who knows, no one said anything about Miami, so I feel like Miami just sits in that middle of the bar, they just, you know, they're happy to be there. No one speaks about us. They fly under the radar and then they become the dark horse. So I feel like they might be one of the teams to watch out for in the East as well.
1: Hmm. Good points there. So I just want to discuss one more topic, right? So with COVID-19, there's a a danger, right? If you you contract it, um, I believe that you can't play. And you have to sit up for two weeks. So, 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 think about it. What if a whole team gets it, or your superstar gets it? It, it changes the whole playoff race. So imagine the Lakers play uh, Portland, and the Lakers somehow lose. They're both superstars, and and that changes the whole series around. Like, does does um, what are your thoughts on on something like that happening? And and if a whole team gets it, what does the league do? Like, do we just get the uh, the G League team in this result?
2: uh Look, I think what the NBA is trying to do is not have the season shut down again, and I think they're putting in policies now to make sure that even if one per player gets it, the the show will go on. And um, but to your point, where there's a real danger, where they still haven't. Figured out everything because no one's figured out everything. Is if a whole team goes down, um, if they hold the mantra that the show must go on, if a full team contracts it, I think that would be um, that would be the end for that team for that season. I have no, um, I don't feel sorry at all if the team will have to. Um, miss out on progressing if the whole team catches it. The main, the, the, the important thing is to isolate the, 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 the people catching it and, and making sure that those who don't have it don't catch it. And if it means that a whole team will miss out on it um, progressing on, then I think that's the price to pay to get an eventual winner of this season. Tough breaks, but the league's made some tough calls. I mean, eight teams not progressing on with their season. I think that was a tough call. And um, making sure that there is going to be a bubble and restricting personnel going in and out, um, I think is the tough calls that need to be made in order for the season to uh, produce a winner. Because that's what we want. We want a winner out of all this.
1: Definitely, uh, Lloyd. What, what are your thoughts on, uh, I guess, that topic? And any um, last comments for our viewers?
0: Yeah, look, I I agree. Um, if if you like, they said was their first thing was isolate the individual, um, and then they've got to monitor the following staff. So if it's a player, you know, they monitor the playing. If they if it's a member of staff, a coach, or a, you know, the a, a therapist or anything, they monitor the you know everyone. If it comes down to everyone, they they're out. Everyone slides up. It it, it doesn't seem like too hard for me. Um, you, you know the repercussions of what we're doing. We want a winner. Um, say it's the Lakers. You know they lose first seed. Out years go. Clippers move up. Denver. everyone moves up. Memphis slide in, and you know Portland slide in or whoever. I, I feel like that's just going to be the way. Um, it is what it is. Apologies, but. Um we want a winner. Get yourself together to be ready to go the first of December 2020 so we can get a 2020, 2021 se- season done. So I feel like that's gonna be the big thing. Just let let's get let's get a winner and then let's move towards achieving something going forward. Let's get an 82 game season going. Not a 71, but this one may be 63 and 8, you know, whatever. Let's let's get it done. Let's let's get a season and let, let's move on. Let's leave 2020 as it is.
1: Cool, yeah, great thoughts there. So yeah, the, thanks Lloyd uh, for um, coming on the podcast today. Uh, your your sure. views, um, I, I'll probably speak for Swizzle too, that your views are very um, unique, um, being a coach and also having all these connections to the NBL and the NBA players. So I definitely hope to have you on, on the, the panel again.
0: I appreciate it and good watching you guys. I appreciate you guys so much. So thanks for having me. Yeah, Truggy, you and I go back a long way. So appreciate you. Dee Swizzle, nice jersey, bro, but I don't think so.
2: (laughs) I'm just representing the cast, mate. And you know what? I, I could probably cover it up when they do exit the season with, what was it, Truggy, for one of the deals today is a hoodie.
1: Sexy hoodie. That's sexy Woody.
2: <laughs> What's the details again for it? Yeah, it's um, suits, uh,
1: shirts and suits. Uh, we'll basically put the links on um, after this podcast. We will link it up to our socials. And people want to pick up a deal? Go for it.
0: Sounds
1: good. Uh, D-Swizzle, uh, last thoughts?
2: Mate, uh, I'm excited about the progress that's happened in the past week with getting the season underway. And I'm sure that all NBA fans feel the same way about that. So uh, bring on the season bring on the games and uh, bring on the winner.
1: Great words there. All right, fans, it's great, but we're out of here. So if you're following us on social media, if you're not following us, follow us. Uh, If you subscribe, uh, like our videos and share, it it helps us create this and keep on creating it and bring on uh, panel members like Lloyd. Um, We're basically trying to bring uh, more views to, I guess, our, our platform. And just look at the game from all sorts of angles. So if you're a player, a referee, um, we'd love to have you on the show.
0: So subscribe and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys.